From the Theodore Roosevelt Medora Foundation, this is the Wisdom Chain Podcast. I'm Tim Olson. Thanks for tuning in. Wisdom Chain Day in Medora in June of 2021 was a really terrific experience. We heard from five fabulous speakers who had a lot of wonderful things to say about character and leadership and life. And they shared them over the course of several hours with a room full of eager and attentive listeners. And if you couldn't be there, This podcast, I hope, has been a useful resource for you. Uh, You've been able to hear, first of all, the philosophy of the wisdom chain from the creator of the idea, Dick Anderson, and TRMF president, Randy Hudson-Buehler. That was episode one. In episode two, we heard from former North Dakota governor and former U.S. Ag Secretary Ed Schaefer on the wisdom of work. In episode three, we discussed the code of the West with entrepreneur Laurel Nelson. And in episode four, we talked about the key to unlocking your preferred future with Pastor Gerald Sharon. To round out this mini-series, we have Daniel Ganarelli. He's on the development team of the Theodore Roosevelt Medora Foundation, and he's going to talk about how we use the wisdom chain in Medora and how he uses it on the hockey rink. We hope you enjoy this final presentation from Wisdom Chain Day 2021. Thank you very much, Tim. Um, the one thing you left off my bio is that I'm a proud North Dakotan. And I really am, because it's the people that come here. Um, you all have very busy days, and you're choosing to be here in Medora, North Dakota, because you care about the people that you're trying to serve in your organization your bank, your energy company, your car company here in Medora. That really, really means a lot to me. And I want to respect your time because I'm sure many of you have gotten dozens of texts or dozens of emails with questions to you while you've been here in Medora and not back at home. Some of those questions probably going to deal with issues that you need to solve. So my why for this talk, I want to give you some actionable wisdom gems that you can use to take back to the people to solve the things in your life. And I also want to affirm this journey that we're all on because that's what Dick Anderson would want. Dick would tell me, Daniel, you are here to talk to these people and present to them to make their today and tomorrow better for all mankind. Bill Sorensen, sitting in the back room, would tell me, Daniel, you are here to help replicate yourself because that's what great leaders do. Great leaders will take what they have here and they will put it into action into their communities. Tim, is this a... Sure is. Perfect. We'll move. Going the wrong way here. (laughs) That is what Dick Anderson would tell us. And you've heard a lot about the wisdom chain, and I can show you how we've used it in Medora during the Q&A. But the meta part of this is Dick would say the wisdom chain is going to live on through mentors, people implementing it with younger people. I've been blessed in what I do for the Medora Foundation as a major gift officer to work with some amazing people. And they've shared some wisdom that I'm going to share with you. And they've helped us achieve something amazing because we're not trying to do small things at the Medora Foundation. That right there is our vision, to connect people to Medora for positive, 
life-changing experiences. If you're like me, you probably only have a handful of positive life-changing experiences in your life. When you were born, when you met your significant other, the first time you felt you made it as a leader. What we have here is we do this every single day, whether it's with our donors, with our guests, with our employees from Vietnam like Tommy, who's taking the time to be here today with us. That is what we do. So to help me help you get the most out of this presentation, I need you to write some things down first before I get into these mentors. First one is this. Words become language. Words become language. The next one would be language becomes communication. It's how I'm talking to you right now. Third would be communication becomes knowledge. Gerald's communicated with the Jeep dealer and the other auto body dealers to build his Jeep. He didn't just have that inherently. Somebody used words, used language to make that. Knowledge then becomes wisdom. Go one level higher than building your Jeep, it's living your life. It's what Gerald shared with us with the Bible and through scripture there. It's Socrates, it's Plato, it's Aristotle. It's knowledge, wisdom is knowledge that has stood the test of time. Second to last one that I need you to write down, wisdom becomes character. When you have wisdom and then it becomes character, you have the founding fathers in 1776 signing their names to the Declaration of Independence. I don't know if you know this, but they, it wasn't winning the war was a sure thing for them. Very easily could have lost it. They signed their name to that paper anyways. If they survived and they still lost the war, they would die a traitor's death. I don't know if you know what that means, but that means they hang you and then they burn your body. But the wisdom of the ages influenced them to take action on their character. Last one here I'll have you write down, character becomes blank. I didn't forget to write it down, and I'm going to come to it at the end of my speech. So I'll give you a few more seconds to write that down. And if you remember, look at your paper, what was the first thing I asked you to write? Words. So it's a great segue for the chairman, chairperson of the Theodore Roosevelt Presidential Library, a fantastic board member of ours, her name is Linda Pankratz. She's routinely told people within our organization, words matter. You just saw why they matter. You go from words to character and what that means. Another example that'll hit home for many of you who've had a long relationship with the Medora Foundation. Have you ever been thanked? Raise your hand if you've been thanked. Feels nice. Have you ever gotten a handwritten thank you note in the mail to you? might feel a little nicer. But as you just heard, words matter. So what if instead of saying thank you, I said, Gretchen, you are a treasure to me. John Andrist, one of the great philanthropists in North Dakota said that. Folks, you better believe that's a thank you that sticks with you from the moment you hear it to when you put your head down at night. That's a thank you that's gonna build self-esteem in your people. Because as every one of you CEOs and presidents knows, it's your people that are going to get you to where you need to go. You can only do so much as one person building your company. And when you have people that have self-esteem, you're going to have people 
than have what Pat Altrainer would say, humility and confidence. I don't think I need to explain it any more than that. Just imagine if your entire staff had that combination of personality characteristics. And I want you to imagine it, because what I want you to do right now is think of someone on your staff or in your home life that has that. Write the name down, and then later tonight, as you're heading back to Bismarck, Fargo, Medora, California, call them and tell them. Somebody very important, get emotional, somebody very important in my life told me that one time, and I felt 10 feet tall. Give yourself that gift and do that for someone today. But if you've ever had a high school romance fizzled out like me, you know feelings fade. <laughs> So how are you going to keep that type of emotional energy going throughout your work? I tell you, don't channel emotion. Rely on wisdom. Rely on the wisdom of my good friend Jack Marquardt, one of the great builders in North Dakota. Jack was so fond of saying to me, don't keep score, Daniel. I'm a hockey player. I'm Italian. I'm competitive. I keep score. How do you know who wins the game? I want to win. I get judged on a week-to-week -week basis by this guy over here on my scorecard. Our board of directors who are here will judge me quarterly on our scorecard. That's not what Jack meant. What Jack meant is don't care who gets the credit, Daniel. Don't keep score. Imagine if you worked in an organization where all you were trying to do was serve the guest, serve your client, serve your team. Don't keep score. How do you coach someone from an emotional conversation when they're running heads over, this is my account, no, this is my account? Simply just drop in a, don't keep score. Now, as we all know, leadership is not easy, and you're going to have to do a lot of things that you don't like. You're going to have to work with people you may not like. Now, I'm not here to say everybody's bad, because I believe most people are good. But if there is good, then there has to be evil, and there are bad people. But as you're making your leadership decisions, before you think you're just dealing with a bad person, ask yourself the question that Randy would have me ask myself. Am I freezing them in their worst moment? Whether it was two days, two weeks, two months, two years from now, am I freezing this per person in their worst moment that they've ever interacted with me and I'm holding that against them as we're trying to build what we're building? It requires you to look inward but that's a journey that you're going to love to take. Because at the end of the day, it's all about other people. Some of you may notice these names up there. It's our former U.S. Congressman Rick Berg and his wife, Dr. Tracy Martin. Tracy is on our board. She can't be here today. These folks have done amazing things, not just across our state, but across the world. In the years that I've gotten to know them, they haven't made one single major decision in their life without thinking about other people. That's why we're in here. That's what servant leadership is trying to get at. That's what every speaker is trying to get at. That's what Dick Anderson is trying to get at. It's about people. So making today and tomorrow better for all. Now you may have seen on the invite that I was going to talk about the wisdom chain in hockey. That's tough for me because it's going to have to bring up one of my biggest failures in my life. That right there was said to me, fist in my hand, keep passing my kid 
after we lost a one-goal game in Fargo a year before I met Dick Anderson. It was brutal, and it turned into two days later, I had a four-hour conversation with this parent. Nothing got solved. Two days later, I had a three-hour conversation with another parent because it started snowballing. Nothing got solved. Sounds pretty bad, right? The worst part of it, I thought they were the ones to blame. As sure as you've heard, oh, it's just parents being parents. You know, you don't have to deal with that. And I believed that until I met Dick Anderson. Dick Anderson brought up the wisdom chain and had me think about it. All I was thinking about was me and my players. By listening to Dick and by thinking about what he did, I realized it's me, it's the players, it's the parents, it's the town that we represent. Raise your hand if you're from a Class B school right here in North Dakota. There you go. You know how important sports teams are to those towns. It's the community. It's a representation of that. I was short-sighted. I had to live with that pain for a year and that ignorance for an entire year. Tell him that Deck Anderson. The next year, we started having hockey practices like this. I'm going to ask you about Teddy Roosevelt. Hey, everyone, this is Coach Daniel coming to you live. It's 9.10 at night, mountain time, here at the Dickinson Outlaw Ice Arena. The boys just learned about Teddy Roosevelt, what it takes to be a champion. We're going to go ask each one of them and see what they learned. What did you learn? His number one success was discipline. Discipline. 26th president. 26th president. You got it, Carmichael. He traveled the Amazon first. And what was it called? Uh, the River of... I don't know. The River of Doubt. Did Teddy have any doubt that he was going to get through that? Uh, yeah. And then he beat it, right? Yeah. Um, what did you learn, Cole? charged up San Juan Hill. He which charged up San Juan Hill. For all you folks watching at home, we're about to charge up San Juan Hill. Lucas, old um, four eyes, yeah. what did he teach us? He played a game with his uh, kids it called Bear. And what did it make him? Uh, tough. Tough is right. <laughs> Goalie? He never stood down and worked always with his team. He never stood down and he worked with his team, the Rough Riders. He fought in the war and his gang was called the Rough Riders. Absolutely. Those were his brothers. Get in line, boys, here. Next. Savage Al. Um, I forgot. <laughs> well, we're gonna wait until you forget, okay? Jeremy, Dean, Mel hey, your mom's watching. She's a hard <laughs> <laughs> um, He's a hard worker. He was a hard worker, okay? He called it the strenuous life. That was his motto. Cybo, uh, you're the smart a, one. He played, a point to, er, he played a game called Point to Point with all of his leaders to see which ones were the hardest working and were willing to trade. That's the ones he wanted to trade with. Those are the people he trusted, isn't it, Cybo? Yes. Ty Nelson. Howdy, Cowboys. My name's Ty Nelson. He made the <laughs> Panama Canal, and also he shot a bear and took it to Montana. And then this guy was making fun of him and shooting guns at him. Then he came up and he kept his cool and punched him in the face. He kept his cool. He used his head, right? Uh -huh. Line up. Woo! Right there is our own personal San Juan Hill, folks. Hey, roll when I say. That's our San Juan Hill. Line up, Simon. We'll get with them. We're going to go tear it down just like we're going to tear down the rest of the season. Right, boys? Yeah. Three, two, go! Let's go, baby! 
Like I said, I hope you got parts right there that you can take home and lead your company with some actionable pieces because I know questions are waiting for you. Why are we doing any of this? Like I said, I wanted part of this to be an affirmation of the journey that you're on. <laughs> um, leadership is a hard thing. Why should you do any of it? Why should you keep going? This young gal right here did. Her name is Kedra Meixer Freilich. Without ever meeting Dick Anderson, she lived and embodied the wisdom chain. As we were going out to film the video that you saw um, earlier from Dick, I had sat next to her mom on the plane going out to Las Vegas. I can sense something is wrong, you know, and I'm going through my own personal health. My dad has cancer. I'm undertaking a massive thing with my job. I feel like I'm out over my skis and I have no idea what I'm doing. It is so tough for me, right? But I'm I know I'm going to visit Dick and I know what he would want me to do. He would want me to take care of people and make their life a better today and tomorrow. So I start talking to this gal. I start seeing why is she coming back from, you know, coming from Vegas to North Dakota. Who does that? We go there. <laughs> and she tells me, oh, I'm taking care of one of my granddaughters. Um, I'm like, oh, how many do you have? And all this, you get to see your daughter then? How great was that? Oh, it was great, but yeah. And she purposely, I noticed, did not mention anything about her daughter. Okay, it's a long flight, we keep talking, I ask, say, I noticed you glossed over this, what happened? You know, do you mind sharing with me? She says her daughter had recently died of spinal cancer. The story goes, as I know it, that she has a brain tumor, has it for a year, beats it. Then it comes back later, roughly a year later, and it claims her life. Her mom told me Kedra could smile at death because she had God and her good vibes tribe with her to go through this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, her good vibes tribe is now good vibes tribe, 501c3 nonprofit. Their board of directors is right here. They're starting on an amazing journey. Ladies, I'd like you to stand and be recognized, please. Bye, everybody. So why do we do any of this? As you remember Randy saying, Winston Satran said, leadership is a series of body blows, year after year that slowly takes its toll. I think you take these body blows because character becomes fate. If you're in the arena, if you take what you heard here today, maybe what I've said, maybe what Gerald said, put it into action in your community, you're gonna live a beautiful life that when death comes for you, it's going to have impact long after you pass on, just like it did Kedra. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom Chain Podcast. If you want to stay in touch with everything happening in Medora, we invite you to check out our new foundation website. It's foundation.medora.com. We have a newsroom tab there. You'll see our latest blog posts and videos and podcasts there. So you can stay in touch and see what we're up to. And of course, to plan your next trip to Medora, head to Medora.com. We'll talk to you soon.